Hey. Hey y'all. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> We're back in this thing. Week eight in your face. That's two months. And that's all what? Period. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It is two months. See, and if I wasn't doing my countdown that you hate so much, you wouldn't even known it. I wouldn't have known. But honestly, it kind of keeps me saying that I don't know. I kind of go in thinking that this is like our third episode every time. Mm-hmm. So it keeps it fresh, you know? Keeps it fresh, keeps it new. But anyway, hello everyone. Hey, Hope hey. y'all are doing well, staying safe. Please. This is the I'm Not Ready Pod. I'm Av. And I'm Drika, but y'all knew that already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this is the show where we talk about life, our personal experiences, in a world that we may never fully be prepared for. Facts. Boom. As you said, week eight. Week eight. In this thing. It's great. And niggas still listening. We're, I'm happy to see it. I, I love to see it. I really love <laughs> yeah. to see it. Two months in, that's literally like, that's progress. I can't even work out consistently for two months. Like, <laughs> I can. I just haven't made the time or, I, it's not about time. I haven't disciplined myself too. And honestly, staying alive in a pandemic is yeah, enough. Okay. It's literally but... enough. Like, if you're less productive in a pandemic, you're still productive because honestly we're dealing with two pandemics and bro i ain't gonna hold y'all all that extra productivity you should be doing this and leveraging this and learning this that's great but also take care of yourself the one thing i would encourage everybody to do is like find time to meditate or see a therapist or just try to take care of your mental health and just don't let your physical health get worse like just I love sustain (laughs) I love how you say that but then like before we get on this pod you be like in shambles and I'm just like have you tried meditating have you tried relaxing I have (laughs) been working on like my breathing and which is good really thinking intentionally about like why I'm anxious and what makes me anxious right try to help my anxiety I have been journaling um nice and journaling helps see, i do like it there's there's definitely something satisfying about looking at a page in a journal and seeing my own handwriting and being like wow okay ooh. i can breathe i can go back to this um well can't relate to that my handwriting is chicken scratch i mean i write in cursive so well there you go chicken scratch as i said before i would literally read days of my own diary when i used to write one and i'd be like what did i even write what's the point of this yeah the, the sad thing is. is that my handwriting actually used to be better um my my cursive used to be so much prettier um because I always heard that when you get to high school you're gonna have to write in cursive and so in middle school I had beautiful cursive and then they were like yeah we don't care but I actually prefer writing in cursive so like it's hard for me to give people my notes in class because I'm like can you read cursive right (laughs) see I learned cursive because I went to Catholic school and Catholics love cursive. But then since I switched from Catholic school to public school, I stopped and then I never learned again. So then my handwriting was like a mixture of cursive and yeah. regular handwriting. And it Mine has bad. been that before. So I blame them. I can't write straight up print without slipping into cursive. Like cursive is just, honestly, it's more beautiful. Um, I, if I ever have kids, they will learn cursive. Um, because I think that's a language we need to know. Our historical documents are written in cursive um, and everything else. Very true. I think it's a good thing to just understand what the letters look like. I mean, full blown. Anyway. <sighs> Lord. 
Jesus. Uh, We're here. How you been doing, sis? Overall, general quick synopsis. How you doing? I'm alive. Ooh. I am breathing. I have all of my five senses. And um, I'm here. So I am thankful. We just gonna thank God for that. That's good. That's good. Same boat. Chilling. Um, we're going to touch on it into our actual topic of the week, but we finished technically our first full year of grad school. Yeah, like by the time y'all listen to this, uh, I don't know how many of you listen Monday or after that, but by the time you Monday listeners hear this, we'll be preparing for our final in our summer class, but we're done with the actual coursework for it. Like literally we're just studying right. all weekend. And taking that final, um, I tried to get the professor to not give it to us. He wasn't really too proud <laughs> of that. But. What kills me is that Rika tries that every semester with every test in uh, uh, every uh, class. But listen, listen, listen. <laughs> let me, let, let me, let, let me. In the South, we say, "Let me learn you something real quick." Let, let me, let, let me learn y'all something. You get nothing that you don't ask don't for. Ask the true. Lord says, "You have not because you ask not." And so if I don't ask for what I want, the worst I can hear is no, but the best I can hear is yes, or let me see. What be be geeking me about that is that, you know, damn well, these tests are like 40, 30 to 40% of our grades. So, you know, damn well, we can't just be like, "Mm, I guess we're not taking it now. People say that about a lot of things, but guess what? Things change. Things change. And I truly believe because, you know, you remember I said that, and then Tadeo turned around and was like, actually, we are probably going to go <laughs> take home for this one. <laughs> Whether or not I, mean, I had anything to do with it, nobody knows. But okay. my, my energy toward it, the vibes that I give, my thought, my perception, all I'm saying about is mm-hmm. don't ever, ever want something and not ask. I know when I ask my professor to cancel tests that I'm probably going to hear no. I don't have really, I've, I've had test anxiety before, like for a specific tests, but overall, I'm a good test taker. I don't have test anxiety. I don't really have an issue. I'm always like doing well in the class, thank God, even though I asked them to do it. I just don't want to do it. Facts. I don't want to either. <laughs> like, it's really I about mean, what you I ask, want. But I mean, as dumb as the asking sounds, it's still just like, man, I really wish one day they would just say yes. Okay, but eventually they will. And we have the same professors too. Like, okay, I gotta preface this by saying, y'all, the only reason I get away with it is because I'm a phenomenal student. (laughs) I show up to class, I participate, I do what I gotta do. Like, I I meet my professors in office hours. I'm not a slacking student. That's why they just laugh at me or sometimes entertain my questions when I ask if they'll (laughs) stop it. Because if I'm not in class, the whole class is going to notice I'm not there. I'll say that. That is very true. (laughs) Very apparent that she's not there. (laughs) Because she gives a lot all the time. Which is a good thing, because it helps stimulate learning for those that stay quiet, which is me. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's good. It's nice to know that we're, I think it's good to always just ask if we're somewhat okay. Because it's just like, yes, we record this podcast to be consistent, but we also want to be as honest as possible. Because if we're in fucking shambles one week, you're going to know. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but... that's kind of a half truth because we be in shambles all the time. Well, at least I do. Not all the time. Maybe 50% of the time. I was about to say, I don't think all the time. And it's not both of us at the same time. Because usually when one of us is in shambles, the other one usually helps pick us up. That's Like, fact. pick the other one up that's with fact. the energy. That's right. 
Because I feel like sometimes I'd be coming in here with a bad mood. But then when we start talking, I'm just like, oh, I'm talking to my friend. Now I miss my friend. Like, yep. Now I'm doing something that I enjoy. And then I like talking on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you need to follow us on I'm Not Ready Pod on Twitter to interact. And don't forget to like, rate, and comment on the podcast. Thank you. On any platform you listen to, we're on Anchor. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on other podcast sites. And yeah. So it's lit. Just hit our link yes. tree. And I am almost certain that whatever you use to listen to your podcast for there and SoundCloud, we are on SoundCloud as well. So yes, we there's no excuse to not listen if you're interested. We would love for you to listen. And share. Share us with yes. your friends. Yes. <laughs> and let us know what you like. But, let us know what you don't like. That's that's the beauty of it. You are free to have an opinion. But come exactly. respectfully we love because talking. we don't play disrespect. But you are definitely that's free true. to have your opinion. And we would like to hear it. <laughs> we would like to hear it. Facts. But yeah, so what weren't we ready for this week? Child. Uh, you know what I really uh, wasn't ready for? Uh, I'm a hot girl. So when I heard Meg got shot, I was mad. I was big mad. Who, everybody on Twitter that was like, who did it? We riding out. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, girl, we riding out. Really, I'm just the glad way? she's okay. Because let me tell y'all right now, there are two artists that if anything happened to them, I'm crying for days. That's Drake and Meg. God forbid. <laughs> You're laughing and I'm so serious. Uh, let me let y'all know. If anything happens to Drake, I will cry for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh my Period. God. Drake was out here in where? Barbados. Puerto Rico looking like a... Barbados. And, uh, Barbados looking like a Dominican. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I am just glad that Meg is okay, because the way that people would have been sick of me, like, no, that but was beyond really me, wild. she's like her own person, and I'm glad she's okay. Right, because the whole story was just so very convoluted. First off, let's start here. Oh, Lord. I knew when I saw her that Jenner, I knew it. I knew the vibe. And it no was comment. A good one. It wasn't good ones. No, I'm gonna go say I'm not saying she had anything to do with it, but what I'm saying is it was just a quinky dink that she was hanging out with the gender that day, and then the net that same day, that next morning, all of a sudden she shot. I don't know. Again, correlation does not equal causation, so I'm not saying that she had anything to do with it, but I felt the bad juju. Okay, I felt the juju. And Tori, I really hope, because the way people are trying to skew this story to make it seem like Tori was the one that did it, I'm going to really hope he didn't, <laughs> because I was just starting to like that short man. I was starting to like him. <laughs> okay, but why you got to come for his height like that? Being short is not a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> he gives off short man energy, but in a good what way. What is short man energy, though? Okay, so like short men, they come off very like, they give a lot to make up for the fact that they're short. Sometimes in a bad way where they come off very dickish, but sometimes in a good way where they're actually very, very kind and very like gregarious people. So that's why I'm just like, you know, yeah, Tori gives off that to me. I respect I your opinion. I just never, I don't know if I've ever paid attention because I've like, I've dated men that are shorter and taller. I've been friends with men that are shorter and taller. And it's all just boils down to personality. Either you're a dick or you're not. Obviously, like, it's a not stereotype. Okay, obviously I was gonna it's say, a stereotype. Like, but, but like, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna just 
wait I just for really I'm not gonna comment pray. on who she was with. Uh I don't care to expend my energy that way. But right. I'm first of all, glad she's okay. But second of all, I'm just right. gonna wait till That's everything comes thing. out because apparently I know that there was some mess about people reporting one thing and I really don't care for all that. I'm just gonna wait and see what she puts out and what she says and how she tells us the story because I'm just not interested in hearing anything that's not facts. Right. Um, I think it'd be good to see what happens. I hope, again, I'm glad that she's okay. I don't want, again, it's not really about the associations that's happening. Like, I'm not necessarily putting it on any of the friends, obviously, because I would hope that nothing involving them Mm -hmm. would be the issue. But it was just really sad. There was, like, a whole video about how, like, their car got pulled over. I refuse to watch it. And, like, you can see her, she got out the car and it was, like, dripping, like, down her leg or something. I was, like, bro. Like, yeah. she was obviously able to walk and stuff, but, like, it was still yeah, just, no, like, I'm sorry. So I refuse. Because Meg doesn't deserve that. I refuse to watch that. that video. Every time she I see it, I just that. keep scrolling because I, no, I can't. I'm not. I can, I can only imagine how traumatic that is. And she'd just be minding her business, just be trying. And that's the whole thing, because they were, like, she's so friendly that, like, you know, it, like, comes off that she, like, wants to be around everybody and that no one else is, like, like, she doesn't have that discretion, I think. And I think that's what a lot of people have been saying, because, like, she's very willing to, like, talk, hang out, be friends with a lot of people. And I think that's why her post on Instagram was, like, yeah, this has really opened my eyes to, like, more energy. To protect my energy and my safety. Yeah. Because that's that's what I was thinking, too. I was, like, girl, Mm. you just be hanging out with Mm. anybody. (laughs) I was thinking that, but I was, like, I mean, if if that's your friends... I can't, I can't shit talk you because you know them more than I know them. So I can't, I ain't gonna say nothing. But I think it is important because I would just be like, girl, you just be hanging out with anybody. That's fine. That's fine. Anybody? Nah, that's fine. Okay, and I didn't mean to cut you off, my bad. But like, nah, for real, that learning to protect your energy is a lesson that everybody has to learn. However, I don't think it, it, it takes be gunshots like to learn that at, at all. Like that's all. never warranted. At that's all. completely unnecessary. And please don't misconstrue my words. I'm not in any way saying she deserved that because she didn't. Like, she comes across as such a sweet and humble and, like, kind person and literally did not deserve that. Um, it's a, like I said, it's a lesson people have to learn, but you do not have to learn that lesson by getting shot. You just don't. That's not necessary at all. Like, the way my life would have been in shambles if she didn't make it. Like, that would have been traumatizing. Like, 2020 would have to end right. I, I probably would have just deleted Twitter. Like, I would have just deleted everything. Like, because the way, like, I saw that headline, and she said gunshot. Yeah, multiple. Like, well, she multiple. said bullets removed, as in, like, multiple bullets. I mean, you know, bullets. I'm just gonna wait till they come oh out my God. and say what really happened because I, I had to go get my car serviced yesterday and I'm in a dealership. Mind you, she's already put her, her statement out. And they're yeah. on TMZ talking about, yeah, she cut her glass, on, cut her foot on some glass. She ain't cut her foot on a glass. Like, right, I heard that So too. I'm really just waiting. If it doesn't come from her or from her management, management not label right if it doesn't come from her or her management right. i'm not going to take it as facts 
because I want right the truth. because that's a whole different and story. We will get that when and she feels like her. Period. Right, and period. And her friend circle just be hella weird because like then I think like some of her people were like arguing on like Instagram and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, like man, you just gotta do a full sweep, girl. It's so like, unfortunate. Because it's so unfortunate. Because she's just trying to be nice and have friends and just be genuine and stuff, but like but she you just know has what? to sweep. Full sweep. Like get it together because these people are acting up out but on I her name. with her for that reason. I mean, thank God I've never got shot. Prayerfully, that stays true for my whole life. <laughs> um, prayerfully, we just gonna keep praying right. on that. But um, I do, you know, sometimes you do got a clean house, and it's only two or three people left. You got a clean house. I think that it's yep. worse. Because I think she has to. She seems to, I, I really think that what you see is what you get with meg and she seems to be such a sweet genuine person right. beautiful in and out and she seems like she really just be trying to have fun spread good energy and really like just be god loving and like chilling and you know that's something that people will take advantage of especially when you take that personality how beautiful she is how talented she is and then the fact that she's getting money like she's the it girl the hot right. girl is minding her business it girl right now the so literally for her like, for a downfall. to have all those things and then have that personality i can understand why that discernment is hard because i think a level of it that you and i could probably never understand unless we become rich and famous or we're in the music industry is that sometimes you have to hang out with these right. industry people you have to do this you have to parlay right. in people face and so I think right. that could be something that messes with her ability to, to discern. And I, I don't know. I don't know this girl. Meg, if you ever hear yeah. this girl, I we think... could be best friends. I got you. Period. Ooh. We could be friends. We could be cool. You Meg. can call me. We could talk. Um, and that's just that on that. But on a serious note, because Facts. of all those things going on, then you have all these people that are literally wolves in sheep's clothing. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm just here for the proximity so I really feel for her because right on top of that she's lost her mother she lost her grandmother so she's lost these people come on that were protecting her and her father yeah and her father her father died when she was younger yeah he died a while ago but still she had no one on the corner and so that's the other reason I feel for her because she doesn't have people that most people have that are there to say you need to watch for them Meg you need to watch out for them they not in it and so when you don't right. have that and then when you're grieving people will come and you think that the, what they show you is genuine but they're just looking for an opportunity where you're weak mm-hmm. to get on so I really feel for her I don't blame right. her for any of it she's really like I mean I think I'm only what a year older than that no. is that we're like the same age now I don't know I think we're the same age now like I know yeah what that's like well somewhat not not to that level y'all I, I am rich or famous pre wealthy still but <laughs> that is like so I, I know it's hard to deal with fake people and I can't imagine it on that level so honestly I'm just praying for her hoping right. that she does get that discernment that she's learning about and looking for and that she gets some peace and you right. know honestly honestly right. like so that's really traumatic that's very traumatic bro. experience to have because you're just trying to do your own thing like and like, again like I don't want to sit there and be like, she should have been out there because this, you could not have prevented that. Like, yes, this is a pandemic. Yes, she could have been in the house doing whatever she's doing, but that doesn't justify her getting shot. Period, point blank. So a lot of people doing the victim blaming shit, stop it. <laughs> but like, 
yeah, like, it's just really sad. And I really wish her the best in terms of healing and all that stuff. Because, again, that would have been so devastating. Yeah. Like, devastating. I'm super thankful she's okay. If that At the end of the day, like... I am too. Honestly, I just, you know, hope she knows that she deserves better friend. And that's the other thing. Sometimes it's hard right. to, even if you know you deserve better on the inside, it's hard to act like it. And it's hard to really, really believe it because you don't have people speaking positive like that over you. She should listen to episode six. Oh, seven. <laughs> yeah. She should listen to episode seven about friends. Meg, if you hear this, go back to episode seven. We like girl. <laughs> go back to episode seven. If you but you know what? Okay, this is this is very <laughs> random and this is an off point, but it is still about Meg. I saw Meg performing a year ago. It was the Red Cup Auntie. She was in Atlanta for two nights, I think, last summer, and um, she was at some place in Atlanta. And at that moment, I was like, Meg needs better people, which is why I'm glad. She signed to mm. Rock Nation for her management because let me make this thing. It's this smaller place. Right. You walk in the door and it's like a big venue. Not big. It's like it's honestly a small venue. Um, but this is when Big Old Freak was still like popping on the radio, but not at the end towards like the middle. Um, and you right. have the bars on the left, like a long bar top counter, several bartenders. But the issue is that one, I don't think she had security because I didn't see him. She might have. But they were letting people on stage. Um, she was like, all right, I want a couple hotties on stage. But they weren't watching. Because this one girl was off of something. And was like, in her face, like, oh, like, dancing. And I'm like, Oof. everybody kind of looked like a little cringy. And it's like, she, she looked like she popped a Molly or something. Because I have seen girls on Molly before. <laughs> Never done it. Don't plan to. But I have seen girls on Molly before. And she looked like that's what she was on. Um... But beyond that, it was just hella people on stage with her while she's performing, vibes good. But then there's people in the back, like, on their phones, like, showing they on stage with Meg. Like, it really should have been her, security, right. and the cameraman getting the views for her footage and her movies and all that. But it was all right. these, like, random people. Like, I guess that was were the people in Red Cup Auntie. Yeah. This is, like, I, I don't know who none of those people are. This is not shade. I'm just speaking from my opinion as somebody who is a fan and somebody who did pay my money to go to that concert, I think that she deserved better, which is why she has better now. But like, I'm just saying, right. like, you could really tell like because people just, they be doing the most. Because Big Old Freak, Big Old Freak was still on, um, what's it called? It was on yeah. Tina Snow though. So maybe she still thought that she was relatively small enough. So like, it's safe for her to do stuff like that. No, it wasn't even that. about, no, I, I see what you're saying, but not even that. Like, I right. literally just mean, like, you know how, all right, I don't know if there's a great way to say this, but it was too many people on stage. Even then, I was like, her caliber is way no. too high for this shit. And she probably thought that, too. No, I get like, it. If my label telling me this, what am I right. going to do? Again, I'm not shading her. I'm saying that she deserved better, right. and I'm glad she's got that. But it's right. also, like, a how far has she come in right. a year and type thing. Yeah, exactly. Because again, like her adjusting to doing what she's doing now takes time. Like she still like because she was doing the underground cypher stuff for a while and then Big Ol' Freak popped off. So she's probably still in her mind. She's probably saying she's still the same girl when she first made Tina Snow. Like kind of relatively known, not super big, like just doing her own thing, underground, whatever, whatever. And then 
her stardom jumped right. so quickly that maybe she wasn't ready to like catch up with the rest. Like this is actually dangerous to my safety because she's probably like, well, I've been, no one knew me before and I could do whatever I wanted and it was fine. But like, you know, as shit's popping off and continuing to grow, like she has to like mentally catch up with that and be like, oh shit, like I can't just be doing shit like this. Like niggas will hurt me. And I think that's what happened a couple nights ago. Like maybe she was just like, well, I'm fine. I mean, I'm cool. I'm kind of like, I just right. be minding my business. No one really know who I am. Next thing you know, right? Nope. she's in that situation. It's just like, well, I didn't even think that my safety was even in danger at that point because I just be doing whatever I do all the time. But now I have to be cognizant of the fact that, yeah, I've been with like big circles, like been with Beyonce, like met certain people, got keys to cities. Like I'm not just facts. some random girl that I can just go around hanging around facts. with anybody now and shit will be sweet. Big facts. And I think now she has to realize that. And now with, sadly, with this situation, she has to like come to terms with that and be like, okay, I ni- literally need to protect my space physically right. and mentally. <laughs> so I wish girl. her all the best. I love you, Meg. Same. Please please, please protect your space. I can't handle that. I can't. I can't handle that. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to stop right here and say we got great news. So because of how we're recording, I was able to see my email. Girl, why did we get a 97 on that presentation? You know, you love to see it. You love to see it. (laughs) Period. The same presentation that we told y'all was so much stress last week. The way we was like, this shit is flawless. We did that. We in here. We got this, this, and this. I mean, we really put our foot in that shit. And then we lost power. I've had to present by herself. Answer on my slide that I did. And we still got what? 97. We got a 73 out of 75. I ain't mad about them little two points. Because it was probably something small. And you know what? We can fix that. But that's a 97. And we, we did what? We earned that. And that's all who? And I thought, what? <laughs> Period. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Dog, I'm high. So, y'all got that shit in real time. The way I tell you, I was shaking in my boots prevent- presenting that goddamn presentation. And I'm very proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. Because Drika did what she had to do. But I am proud of myself that I overcame a lot of stuff. But you know what? You did. And that was the perfect storm because we put it together. You had enough of my slides to know. No pun intended. (laughs) No pun intended. Let me tell you, I'm hilarious. But no, like, you really, you presented first on the first day. You did the whole thing by yourself. And you really did that on the fly because every time we practiced, we never practiced each other's slides. So kudos to you, sis, because. Man, I needed that boost. That Bro, just I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling good. Like I went to the Amish market this morning. I'm feeling good and, too. And uh, me and my boyfriend's mom went to the grocery store and got some of like these. They're essentially like turtle. I love turtles. I love them. I don't eat them a lot. Yes, like the, the chocolate, chocolate caramel pecan turtles. Okay. Listen, anything with some right. pecans in it, I'm gonna eat it. Period. Oh, but there it goes. Oh, the southern jumping out. You know the southern niggas love pecans. No, no, I really do love pecans. Like, so my great aunt had a pecan tree in her yard. So when we was little, we used to just pick pecans. You ever had a pecan picker? It's like a, of course you have it. Why would I oh, have? Say, that? Have you ever had? Have live you ever in the had a suburb? Anyway, so it's like a, it's almost like a wide. Okay, um, 
I'm trying to think of how to explain this to y'all. All right. Y'all know what a uh, a whisk looks like, right? Just listen. A whisk. A, like a whisk. Like a, a metal whisk, okay? Yes. Uh-huh. Now, you know how at right. one end it's all big and on the other end it's small. Like, it, it fans out a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, imagine right. it's wide like the end, but in the middle, and then it's closed on both sides. So, it's like a giant whisk almost on a stick. And the way it is, you roll it over the ground and the pecans pop into it. And so, when I tell y'all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. So, that way yeah. we pick them up by hand. Like, yeah. The push but you, you can really just use mm-hmm. one arm. So, mm-hmm. when I tell y'all, when I was little and we used to go out to the country, like, because my family is very country. Like, I just call myself Southern. My friends think I'm country. I'm just a little country. But, like, my family is very country. Mm-hmm. So, I've laughed. So, honestly, uh, obviously, she does not agree. Um but because you just try to downplay it and it's like babe you're talking about pecan trees that already is taking you to a place that a lot of people yeah. have been excluded okay. from so anyway i mean it's, it's it's still a dirt road um yeah but there yeah. you go <laughs> um and may she rest in peace she actually just passed away within the last six months i believe um but mm. no i'm lying not in 2020 in 2019 um but may she rest in peace but yeah she used to make the best pecan pie i mean fresh pecan pie the best everything like and this is an old southern lady that goes to church twice a day she would go to church early in the morning for bible school go to regular church service then stay after talking to folks then she'd come home and she'd fix dinner have that early and then go back to church for the six o'clock service i don't even eat pie but i'd eat your grandma's (laughs) Yes, you're great on pie. I don't even, Dumb. I don't even eat pie. That and pecan I pie, like, <laughs> bro, because southern, southern women. Southern okay, women. so anyway, they be putting their motherfucking yes. All that to say, I love pecans. I have loved pecans from a very young age. Um, pecans How are elite. Get I was pecans? saying anyway. <laughs> so what I was saying was, we went to the store earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I was saying we went right, to the store and right. we got um the pecan turtles, turtles and they're the ones with the pretzels and right. I was saying that to say I already got those I had got some wine like I bought this wine I tried a few weeks ago it's a sweet Shiraz get into it mm. it was good girl we sent you a picture bottle and I bought a Pinot Noir so I'm gonna drink my little wine have my turtles celebrate this little 97 and study for this exam period no literally because I, well my grade on the midterm was eh. But the fact that now we have this good grade on this presentation and we're going to get our um, participation yeah. scores. I we got like it. So if you, if you when we're done recording, you can, can check your email. A one is full. I, no. Oh. Oh, he, he gave, gave us the, everything. Um, participation score he gave too. us participation. Oh, everything um, at one time. Yeah. Midterm gotcha. and then presentation. Yeah. I ain't finna, I ain't finna touch nothing right now because, you know, the way this setup is already Listen. a little jank jank. <laughs> If I touch something and then something oh, yeah. cuts off, I'm going to be real upset. So I'm going to leave it right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the main topic we're going to get into is just grad school. What we're talking about now, which is grad school. We finished and our first great. year. What we love fuck? it. <laughs> I'd also be lying if I said it wasn't like, traumatic. Um, I don't know if traumatic is the word that I would use. I think it's impact oh i can't even use impactful yikes we're not even allowed to use that word in grad school why <laughs> because of our professor impactful remember when every 
Well, impact. Yeah. No, we're not allowed to use effect. <laughs> Affect or effect. No, impact too. Our professor literally would give us words that if you put that in our the paper, you would get points. Oh, well, I guess like, I never used Because I remember impact. I got... So, yeah. I got checked for impact Ooh. a couple times. I know. Well, <laughs> so I know. It should not be there. But yeah, I think it's just very... Uh, I don't know. Traumatizing just has a negative connotation. And it was not great for a lot of the times. But it still is just like a memorable... It's just a very memorable experience that I don't think I've ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> like, grad school is a whole nother ballgame. They're not playing Let me tell y'all. in this shit. <laughs> They're not playing. It is so different than undergrad. And at the same so time, different. there are some feelings that you will still feel. Let me tell you this. If you just want your ego stroked, don't go to grad school. Because I cannot oh. tell y'all let me be very transparent and honest with y'all I talk to y'all every week and tell y'all how great I am because I do think I'm great and I know I'm great period not even think I know at the same time period (laughs) um (laughs) grad school uh definitely beat my ass I'm not gonna hold y'all like I can't tell you how many times I have cried in the car to work and school on the way home from work and school like why did I sign myself up for this why did I do this the imposter syndrome is real um the self-doubt is real but at the end of the day just know that any program you get into you deserve to be there you didn't get there just because you're black or just because you're a woman or just because you're disabled or just because you're anything else you got there off the strength of your merits don't let anybody try to no, 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 no. Yes, tell you otherwise. <laughs> but um, what is the thing where they, the, oh my God, we've talked about this. Obviously, I, I just need to pull it out for this final one and I'm resting for a month. Yes. Affirmative action? Don't let anybody tell you that you're the product of affirmative action or that you only are there for affirmative action. First of all, the qualifications for affirmative action state that in order to be admitted under affirmative action, you have to be a competitive candidate. So first of all, let's understand that but second of all you deserve to be there period anywhere you are accepted you deserve to be you earned it all right you get that's the lecture you usually give at the end after we've already went through the traumatic experience but i'm glad you put it in the beginning because well, it it's gonna get back so i had to preface it and then we're gonna put it on the back end and make it a sandwich that's cause, true because we're gonna get real yeah that's <laughs> true yeah that's a fact oh um, uh, bouncing off that, yeah, if you don't cry in grad school, you probably don't care that much. Or you're not trying hard enough. Facts. Or both. Facts. Like, I don't think it's possible, because even the smartest people in our class have been on the brink mm. of tears. Brink? I'm pretty sure they've cried. <laughs> or have been there. Or they've been there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Because it's just like, uh, and it doesn't even matter the personality type. You can be... The person that got straight A's mm-hmm. through everything. You could be the person that had the shittiest grades in undergrad, or you could be somewhere in the middle. You will step into grad school and they will tell you, well, you're not shit until you finish and graduate. Mm. All right. So you better mm. just get the ego together, sweep it to the side, and then mm. start from scratch, yep. essentially. Because for me, personally, I was the person in the middle. So I already knew. I was like, you know what? I ain't, I ain't the shit. But I know I deserve to be here. I never doubted being here until I got there until mm. they started grading my work and I was Ooh, like let's talk about some grades okay 
understand the first paper you write in grad school very well may be ass. Straight ass. What the Migos say? Not very much. It probably will be. That very well may be it. Um, and if you don't get that reference, you uncultured person, go back um, and listen to culture. Um, all ass is a song. Oh, right? yeah. Yes. But shout out to Migos. But seriously, <laughs> your first favorite very well may be ass. Like, let me. All right. So let's give the people a couple things that they should know going in or a couple things to do. I'm going to say I mean, notes and stuff. Let's. I want to say we should do advice after we finish Ooh, our experience first. Better. Because I feel like we need to go and say exactly what the oh. was up before so we, we are going to pull everything out. Okay. Yes, we need to, they need to know what the fuck I'll was going on our first year. And keep in mind, I feel like first and second semester were drastically different. But also, well, okay. So we technically went through a whole year. So we had our fall and spring semester and we had one class in the winter one class in the summer so we technically did a full year right. no break well full let me go back year. and sorry to interrupt but say that we weren't required to do the winter semester before the program we're doing we're right. graduating god willing um with our masters and with a certificate so for the certificate, right. it can be completed within our master's requirement. So not every program is like this. And remember, we're in I.O., so right. your program may be slightly different. And ours is two-year. Right. But as Av was saying, we started in August. We went through and mm-hmm. had a winter semester on top Literally. of traveling. The day we landed and were recommended yeah. to get back, we stepped foot off a plane, had a Sunday, and then spring semester started that Monday. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Literally. And keep in mind, we also had stuff going on from literally when we finished our... <laughs> Before um, we finished fall semester. <laughs> our fall semester. When we finished our fall semester, our last day of fall semester was the first day yep. of winter semester. Let's start yep. there. <laughs> like, that was... When I felt that, that's when I knew I this was... There's something going on up here yep. in my brain for me to want to put myself through this type of hell because the way we were exhausted from august to december and then they told us we had to start immediately we literally same same professor that taught the last class that we had so we had class tuesday wednesday thursday now if you want to talk about thursday class was from 5 30 thursday class the next class started at 8.15, but the professor was like, all right, everybody who's not in the study abroad, you can go ahead and leave. We're just going to go ahead and get started. There's a lot to cover tonight. Like, <laughs> the first. We literally went from last the- class, mind you, mind you, the last class is when I presented. So a week before that, that we true. had a paper due. Everybody had their paper due a week before, but your presentation date slid. So the week before that, I had a paper due. I had turned in the presentation. Then, of course, we were tweaking it and rehearsing all week. So I've just given arguably one of the hardest presentations of my academic career. Actually, I think that arguably is the Literally. hardest presentation of my academic career. Um, so I've stood in front of the class for Literally. 65 minutes in a blazer presenting after I've already been at work that day. Um, thank God yeah. I only work half time. But after I've been at work, hardest presentation of my life for 65 minutes. I'm hot. I'm in business attire because that's how I present. Then you turn around and we are sitting in class till like what nine thirty, ten o'clock. 
Yeah, at least like ten o'clock. We didn't and get then home. drove. I, at least I don't a, remember. A, a home. while home. An hour. An hour. An hour. An home. hour. Oh man! And the way that I slept more. that Friday, oh. the way that I slept, girl, like uh, the way I slept. Just thinking back to that, I don't know the how grace of God, it. the like, grace of God, and the prayers really of people who love us. Ooh, mm. the way. First off, if we're being completely honest, that Thursday class could have t- been the only class we had that semester, and I still would have been oh, yeah. beyond it. We had oh. so the fact that we had that plus like statistics <laughs> and like another like theory based class where we had to remember write papers. <laughs> I was ready write papers. <laughs> oh my! So I wanted to throw up that. The way my professor would read my papers and be like, D, <laughs> D, bro, you're not going to make this program. You're going to fail. Like, get your shit together yeah. or you're not going to make it. The way I thought I was going to fail on my first year, my first semester, easily, easily, I thought I was done my first semester. It was by the grit of mm. God. Hey. But also, off the strength of me really wanting to be there. Because it's one thing if you're doing shitty and you don't care. Because if you're doing shitty, you could just leave and be like, whatever. The way I put all my eggs in this basket, if I did not, if this doesn't work, that is the only yep. thing I have left. Like, I, I, I said this is the only option for me. At least in this moment right now. If I get this degree and I decide to go do something else, that's a whole other conversation. But right now, this is plan A or bust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I was get, pulling up, getting those grades, uh, best believe my ass was crying. Best believe I was thinking, I'm not, not make mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and that was from, our semester started in August. I thought that by like October. Two months in, I was already like, this might not happen. <laughs> mm. And that was for one of the classes. That wasn't even the hell class. The Thursday class was the real hell class. I got tore up in that class too. Yo, every week. We had to, we had a deadline two days before class, 8 a.m. We had responses due and not just one. So if we had three articles, we had three oh responses due. And I'm not talking a paragraph. I'm talking, this is damn near a mini essay yeah. where if you use any outside source, right. you're citing it. And this is the smallest grade in the class. This isn't, this isn't even the biggest. Yep. And the way that that professor would rip me a new asshole every week. Bro, I just feel like you could have done better, and this is not your best work, and blah blah blah. And let me tell y'all something you have to let your ego go in grad school because she wasn't attacking me. And the reason that these professors are so hard on us, like I can specifically state in our program, is because they care like 100% they care. They're like, I see the best in you, but I want you to give me the best all the time. And I'm not going to get off your right. ass until you give me that. Until you do it. Yep. Until and, you give them that. Oof. Because the thing is, our profession is very, I wouldn't say it's meticulous, but it is cutthroat. very <laughs> meticulous. Like, cutthroat. Like, you have to be knowing, you have to be yes. on your shit. Like, you can't just be pulling up and consulting for people or running HRs or doing certain things willy-nilly. Yep. Like, you have to be very precise with your words. You have to be very con- concise with your words, yep. too. And you have to know what the fuck you're talking about and be able to cite and pull wherever you're getting that shit from. You can't just be saying shit mm-hmm. out your ass. 
because people will check you on that. Whether you do research, whether you do private sector Ooh. or public sector work, you still have to be on your shit all the time. So it makes sense that there would be that cutthroat now because it's like, you can't just be running, you can't be playing with people's money like that. So they're just like, before you even step out here, if you're not getting it here, you're not going to get it mm-hmm. out there. So I understood what they were saying. And for me, when I was getting those shit ass grades, I was like, bro, I understand what they're doing. But it's almost like a disconnect yep. in the beginning. Because you're just like, this is how I've been writing all my life. I've been writing, I've been getting these grades, and I've been fine. Now I'm coming here, and keep in mind, I didn't get a break between school. So I went straight from undergrad to grad. I finished with no great grades, got my degree. I was flossing, baby, flossing. Came up in there, they were telling me I ain't shit. And now I'm just like, bro, I just got this degree, and now you tell me I ain't shit? What, 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 what's going on? It's like, this is not fair. They just hate me. <laughs> and they don't hate me. They actually love yes. me very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's real. But yeah. That's very real. I think you have to understand that anything that is not what it needs to be will get torn off of you. Every part of you, probably every single fucking part of you, will get broken down and torn down. But if you're in the right program and if you put in the time and the effort, you will get built back up better than before. And you will literally be stronger. And semester to right. semester, mm-hmm. you will the, see growth. Um, the way I knew I was a completely different person just by finishing that first semester, yo, I knew I was yo, never going to be the same. Yo, I look at everything Never. Everything. December, I told my professor, I don't even know if we were all the way through the first semester. Matter of fact, no. It was Thursday, professor. I was talking to her. I think if we weren't, if we were through the first semester, it was before we went to Spain. And I told her I was sitting at the dealership getting my car serviced and the IO started working. I was like, this workplace isn't helpful. They need this. They need this organization. The culture here is this, 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 this. Like I was like rifting off like problems that I saw and things right. that could be improved and I was like well I would do this and I would do a job analysis and I would do this and this and I was like shit this me this me after what semester me? price going up wow. the prices are up not because even... I finished one semester the, the price, price has been up, literally first of all. but guys but it's like it doesn't even have to be for that yeah. like I won't even necessarily it's just your decision making your critical thinking completely yes. changes I'll be sitting there thinking about how I want to go make a sandwich and I'm sitting there thinking about okay where do I need to be how do I need to do it what's the most concise way for me to do that how much time do I have to do it like you're thinking in such a meticulous way that you're just like I would never have thought about certain things the same way like even the way you look at politics how you look at your health how you look at yourself like the way you think Mm -hmm. about things completely shifts just by being in a grad program and of course every grad program is different but for us particularly, I am I wasn't even the same person by the time I finished my first mm. midterm. Oh that Yo. Thursday midterm. Okay, midterms. The way people were crying after that midterm. Yo, the way crying. I drove home crying playing Drake after that midterm. <laughs> I was literally on the highway, <laughs> tears running down my face, Drake blasting in my ears, oh. singing along through the tears. <laughs> so many points I want to touch on about this midterm this this midterm changed my life I'm not even gonna lie I 
went into the midterm somewhat okay. Like, I didn't think that I was going to fail, but I was like, I'm going to get at least mm-hmm. a B. I, I thought to myself, I took the test and I was like, my hand hurts. This was shitty as fuck. But I still think that I was okay. Like, I didn't yep. think I failed. Like, I knew I was going to get somewhat of a B, right? Two things happened within that. First off, I actually did get a decent grade. Like, I got a, a pretty solid B. I think mm-hmm. even a B plus, maybe, with extra credit. So first off, I was like, I can actually yep. do this. Because that midterm was so dense. Because keep in mind, as I said before, it, the midterm is about, like, what, the seven-week yeah. point? Imagine eight having weeks. to remember, con- eight weeks, imagine having to remember concepts and theories and inciting sources for every mm. single week having about mm. three or four sources mm. each week that you have mm-hmm. to remember and cite and putting that on a page within two and a half hours handwriting so the only the only help she gives is just the names of the sources so you can cite it like you can cite mm-hmm. it correctly that's it everything else is like the question you better answer it but you know so the minute I knew that I saw that and I could conquer that. I was like, I can actually yes. do this. Yes. That was a complete shift for me. And the second thing is I'm going to get to really quickly was the fact that A, people think higher of you than you think Ooh. of yourself. And B, people are not better Mm-mm. than you. <laughs> like, I was sitting here thinking that some of the people in our class was finna ace that whole time i thought they were gonna be fine whole time they're struggling and crying just like me and then i'm sitting here thinking i'm a dumbass bitch no shade but i did i was like because prior to those weeks i was getting like certain Mm -hmm. comments and certain things where it's like i need to do better i need to remember this stuff and i'm like maybe this shit's just not sticking and i'm a dumb hoe and then people will come to me and be like oh ab you got yo the biggest flex you're fine and i was like huh no but way. even I thought that. Like, you think that I yes. can, but you don't? Yes. Literally, let me tell y'all. We had class together, obviously. We've, we've mentioned that many a time. And right. I would look over there, and I'd be like, oh, this girl probably don't like me. She probably smart as hell. Like, these bitches never shut up. Blah, blah, blah. Really, she just, that, that neutral vibe is also, like, there's also this, like, tinge of energy that's like, yeah, I got this. Like, she really be sitting there. But, No. So the midterm that did it for her was not the one that did it for me. I still did great. Um, However, the the one that did it for me was our Wednesday class. When I tell y'all, before I got that grade Mm. back, I was having like a full-blown anxiety attack. Like another paper was due. And there were just some things that weren't clicking. I got that grade back and I got like 102. And I was sitting there like, you need to tell me, me? that was doubting myself me that was just anxious thinking i'm not cut out for this and i got a hunch i got over a perfect score bro granted that was with the extra credit i got like a 95 97 without it but that's still an a like a full a some of that right right and that's what's so crazy like you really be doubting yourself and it's crazy because other people will think you are the shit like people in that class will sit there and come to my yep. face and talk about Ab, you got this. Ab, Bro. Fine. Ab, you, what are you talking yes. about? You are one of the smartest people here. I was like, if you don't stop lying to my guest. Really, I was face. like, cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. I'm being punked. Cut the cameras. Because 
there were people that were like, yeah, I read your responses online every week. And like, you know what you're talking about. Like, I, (laughs) y'all. Dog. It's like, it's like the opposite of imposter syndrome. It's like, like you're sitting there thinking like, everything's cool. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. It just, it's so unbelievable. And it's the fact that we really got through it yeah. and everything was fine. Yeah. Like, we look back at it and we were just like, what the fuck was that? But, like, uh, we were in there. When I tell you, I it was giving full heart palpitation, <laughs> like, every day. <laughs> it was giving borderline every time I stepped into the that way classroom. that, like, honestly. Like, how was, thir- how was staff the easiest part of our week? That's you why that, crazy the that one class that I was so gung-ho about. Uh, all right, not gung-ho. That's the class that I was the most nervous about, and it was the easiest. And I am not, like, let me tell y'all something. God is real, math. because I no. stats is not necessarily my strong suit, but I did okay. But the way that I was freaking out for that class, I did so well in that class that I failed the final and still got, like, a solid B. And then let me tell y'all something else. You, I know that we're still talking. My professor is also oh amazing. Oh my God, I love her so much. I pray nothing but good things happen to her. Like, That's truly. I would square up on being. somebody if they even looked at her the wrong way. <laughs> She's great. We have to protect her at all costs. Um, and then you wonder why people think you're ready to fight. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Me being ready to fight is not about me. It's about other people's poor decisions. Don't get mad at me for defending myself. Oh, but man. anyway, that's not what anyway. This is about. But no, like I- I'm gonna say this, y'all. I have, I am only 25, and I have lived a lot of life, and a lot of life has tried to leave me. <laughs> and okay. Well, I tell y'all, literally, my world went to hell in a handbasket finals week for semester. No facts. No, that's badass. And if you so, actually knew what she was going through, it's badass. Like I don't even know how she did it. Honestly, mind you, during that so it was like two weeks where we had finals. During that time, I had a paper due, a presentation, and two final exams. And the way that I was, I mean, I'm gonna say this to say, take care of your mental health because I was literally so stressed out that I couldn't get more than four and a half hours of sleep a night. And this is on top of me still working. And thank God that I'm fortunate enough. And I was, I worked 20 hours a week during the school year um, and not a full 40. I mean, this is still me driving like an hour one way. An hour in. An an hour one way. Going to work, delivering at work, um, and then having all this stuff. And literally my like personal life was going to hell in a handbasket. And yeah. I still pulled it off. And let me tell y'all, God is real and God works. <laughs> like, that's all I can attribute it, uh, attribute it to. Like, of course I did my part, but I don't know if alone I would have made that. But all that to say, I'm going to say mental health-wise, definitely check in with yourself please be kind to yourself like when you're in grad school because it's probably the hardest thing you've done. Right. Oh, yeah, you do have to be nice to yourself because if you take those comments and you just- You can't internalize them. them. And I started making that mistake 
until I learned a lot of people a lot of people do and thankfully people give you horror stories about grad school I am extremely thankful for our cohort because they are some of the nicest most willing to help supportive supportive, thoughtful people that I have ever had the pleasure of having class with and half of them don't even know right. about this, po- this podcast I really can't even say that it's because they listen because honestly I don't know who listens I'm gonna be honest but they That's are super true. thoughtful super helpful it's literally a we can have like group study sessions together and oh well if you don't understand this I'll explain it and you have to be careful because depending right. on your profession or your like program or just people everybody will not be like that right and it's the fact that it doesn't even matter which jumble of us gets together. Like we could be, because our program does a lot of mm-hmm. group work and literally it doesn't matter what group I've been in except one, but we ain't getting into that one. But, yeah. but every single group that I've been in majority of the time, everybody's been very cognizant of mm-hmm. what they need to do. Very willing to participate, very willing to help, picks up Slack wherever yep. Slack happens. Like it's wonderful. It's amazing. But yes, our first semester, that was, oof, our second semester, pandemic. <laughs> Literally, we come back. So let, let me, let me, let me set the scene for y'all. So we come back from Spain. Mind you, we were in another country. This is not vacation. This is study abroad. Oh, my Now, gosh. before I say yeah. this, let me let something be known. I'm cute. I'm also a little plump. My black ass lost five pounds from all the walking we did in Spain. Mind you, we are not eating light. We are eating full breakfast, full right. lunch, full dinner, like espresso drinks, like world-class gourmet desserts because like on a tour we had one. Bro, that shit was so good. I, <laughs> we gotta, I gained two pounds. I was not on that I, I gained two pounds, pounds because baby, I was I eating. I had an injury while we were eating. over there. So I'm limping through the streets uh, in Barcelona. <laughs> again, Again, there's no way to actually talk about our winter semester without it being a full episode. We're going to have to give y'all a and, debrief one day. Um, so anyway, yes, one we day. off the plane from all that madness. And it's like you're spending the better part of 12 hours in the airports and on flights and connecting and everything. And right. so we step off the plane, have one day to sleep. I actually came back. I was going to say. That, I got back Saturday. That Sunday was my we... partner's birthday. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Also, the day Kobe Bryant died. Like, what the fuck? Um, yes. The same day? I thought that was the no. next day. Bro, Bro I remember it yes. vividly. Like, it was like a flashbulb memory. But yes. uh-huh. throw back to our right. first episode. But, but no, like, <laughs> yeah. So we step off the wow, plane. That was the next day. Saturday, we we have one day. Next day, my partner's birthday. A lot of stuff going on in the world. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, and then the semester starts and oh. work starts and everything starts. So I'm back at work. Mind you, uh, my boss Whoa. had actually left. So I was running my job by myself, which is another story. And for certain reasons, I can't tell y'all everything um, and describe everything. <laughs> Legal reasons. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of work. And again, this is where God comes in. And I'm super right. thankful to the boss that I now have. Well, I had. Um like the boss that I had during that time and the help that I had from like other offices and everything. So I was super thankful. Um, All that happens and we're back full-fledged in another semester, a harder step. Actually, well, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say research methods was harder. I thought it was. I think it was better. Our second semester wasn't 
harder, I don't personally think, because I think we started to adjust yep. to what grad school actually yep. was. I'll say that. Secondly, we didn't have that teacher that was insane that Thursday. We didn't have her because we had her for that class and the winter class. So if we had had her again, I think we might have all just died. <laughs> but I <laughs> always refuse that. I, I mean, she's awesome. She's an amazing professor. But she is somebody who no, eats nails for I'm breakfast. talking about the coursework. Like, literally, her coursework is that, like, yeah. Like, the coursework would have been, I think it would have been too much. Like, if we had her back to back to back like that, it would have been too much. Because even the way that we didn't have her, but I was still exhausted, the pandemic, I hate that it's happening, but that was the only thing that probably yep. saved me this semester. Yeah, it could be. So we're going through all this halfway I think it was. through. So we leave for spring break, and they're like, yeah, we're going to take two weeks off after spring break, so we're going to be virtual. Um, right. And then we never went back. <laughs> right. Because the thing is, what I forgot they even said that it was mm-hmm. only two weeks. That's funny. The thing is about that is that before, like, when that transition happened between winter and spring, it was so bad that I was confusing classes. Like, I would sleep and think about class in the sense that I didn't, I would just pull up on a day and not know where I was going. <laughs> Like, I would just bring my books, all my books, all the time, because I'm like, I don't even know what class I have today. I don't know what assignments I'm doing. I definitely I don't know did what that. To do. I grabbed the wrong uh, notebook one time. Because right. I'll sit in class like, with my notebook and my did... laptop, because I pull up the PowerPoint the professor has in right. case I miss something, so I can look at the slides, listen to them talk, and write my notes. Mm. But yeah, I couldn't do that. Like, I, my brain literally was malfunctioning that first month while mm-hmm. we were still in class. Then when we had spring break, that was the only saving grace I had because it really like decompressed my brain because keep in mind, I'm thinking about work because I also worked at the school. I did part-time um, for work study. So I worked at the school. I had to take care of all the stuff I had to take care of at home, which was a whole adjustment because personal stuff was happening. Like family was moving in and out. And it was very complex and a lot. And then I had to deal with the fact that I was dealing with full-time coursework. Mm-hmm right after just finishing full-time coursework, still not even fully adjusted to the time zones and everything, because five-hour difference, like, we were exhausted. So, it was just so Let's talk about the fact that we were still finishing up that winter class when spring semester started, so we were technically taking four classes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Let's talk about the fact that the winter course, just because we came back from Spain, did not mean it was over. We still had a whole paper. Two papers. And a papers to write in the middle of three other courses that require papers and presentations dog the way i forgot about that and i thought it was about to be oh man like fully over it was not over it was by the grace of god (laughs) because i don't like if it wasn't for i'm not gonna say again i'm not grateful for the pandemic but it was just too much. It was too much. Oh, Yo. <laughs> I've completely, the way my brain has, has like started forgetting things on purpose because it's just too That's much. Like the trauma was just too intense. It is. I forgot there's like a bunch of them. There's like repression, mm-hmm. projection, deflection, all that other stuff. But mine is definitely forgetting like my brain literally just like you're gonna forget that it even happened so you can just move on with your life that's exactly how my brain works because i'd be thinking about i completely forgot that even happened and i remember being so stressed (laughs) 
So we had no break from winter to spring because it was still going on. We low-key right. did not have time from fall to winter. Like, I took a couple days where I wasn't At working, all. but I definitely remember it. Uh, then we, had we didn't have any break only two weeks between spring and summer. Spring and summer. Now we're going to have a full month, yeah. and I count that as a break. We're going to have a month. A month. Ooh. A month. Oh. The flavor I was of that. Took the word out of and, <laughs> and then when we finish our winter semester, we get a. I mean, when we finish our. We do get a winter semester, break. A winter break. <sighs> Look at God. Won't he do it? Taking us back. Won't he do it? Mm. Come on. What's that? Like, never would have oh made it. <laughs> I just hear Marvin sap in my head right now. Literally. <laughs> Yo, because oh my god, that first a lot. year, it's even crazy that we even did that. We really did that. Know. Like we did we, it. Things we did that. that, like we really finished our first full year of grad school. Like this is about to be over in like a flash. Because you now we have even less work to do. Not necessarily less work, but like less. It, well, no, you're right. Because so, when we do, yeah. oh, if we even do the study abroad. Yeah, because technically we're supposed to do two, one each year, but, you know, this year is kind of a flop. Well, yeah. next year is kind of a flop, the second year. Um, but, I mean, it'll still be probably virtual, so. Which is, honestly could be worse. I'd prefer to just be there. I mean, I was trying not to as COVID is running rampant, I'd gladly stay in my house. Give COVID me the running through the U.S. like a Give Tomb Raider. Like a Tomb Raider. I love how we connected that back to meds. <laughs> Real hot girl shit, you know? Come on, we're full circle here, baby. Keep up. Yes. But, like, but no, but yeah, like, bro. It was oh so God. much. I mean, so... <sighs> All that to say, now we can do advice because I'm pretty sure we're going to wrap it up soon. So, yeah. So what if you had to tell somebody, even your younger self, but if you just, for anybody out there listening... <laughs> younger self, that's I thinking about going to grad school before starting grad school. What are like three, and if not three, then five, but what are three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who's like, I want to go to grad school. I can do that. The three points that I would give, I would, I would say, don't be too hard on yourself because again, they're going to have to rip you apart for you to get better. That's just going to happen. That's going to have to happen. So like, don't take everything that they say so harshly that you start internalizing it to the point where it's like you can't do it because if you you're the only person keeping you in there no one else so if you don't think you're gonna do it you're not gonna do it the only thing keeping me in grad school right now is because I said I wanted to be in grad school and I'm going to finish had it not been for that I would have dropped out a while ago (laughs) secondly read the stuff they assigned you to read (laughs) because I'd be slacking like it. And the thing is, when you get into grad school, these are professionals, baby. These are not just like some TAs or like some people that just finished like university and now they're coming back to teach. Some of them are, but not all the time. These people know what they're talking about. (laughs) Meaning you can't pull some stunts like you used to do in high school or um, undergrad thinking that, oh, I can slip shit by them. They see everything. Baby, our Thursday teacher, our Thursday teacher, knew every single article and the author and back she knew who wrote That's, the art and the authors 
she personally to them. somebody she can call like personally. hey i'm gonna be in so-and-so country email let's have lunch so there was no bullshitting back so that's the thing when you start trying to bullshit your oh. professors it ain't gonna work out i can tell you right now just don't even try it just read what they give you <laughs> read what yes. they give you read what they give you because also it's not even just for the fact of trying to bullshit them you're gonna need yes. that stuff <laughs> Undergrad is very different from grad school in the sense that when you're in grad school, nine times out of ten, whatever you're learning is what you're going to literally use in your yep. profession. Do not bullshit yourself and not study that stuff. And then when you get into the real world, you're like, I don't remember any of this. This is that's a detriment to you, not to the people. I mean, granted, you you do so. have that stuff to be able to look up and access, but to Ab's point, you need right. to read it and make sure that you understand you it at still. least at a cursory level. So when you get in the real world, you're not learning. Exactly. You're just like, oh yeah, I remember this. Cool. Right, like you don't even necessarily have to know articles, but like even just knowing an author and what they wrote about and what they talked about and what yes. they discussed in certain things, you can just pull up names, say names in certain topics, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I know yep. where to go to find that. I, I know where to go to find this. Very important. And third, third, make friends. Yeah, Your friends in grad school are so important because they're very good support systems and they're the only ones that's going to understand your experience besides yep. like alum and they're even the alum are not going to understand their experience the same way you are because for us no other cohort has ever had to go through this through yep. a pandemic <laughs> so the people that you have right now in your cohort are so important and i feel like it's so important to stay connected with them you don't have to be best friends with them i think it's good to have a relationship with them talk to them and if it happens to be that you find lifelong friends hey girl hey so be it and that's really cool i mean i ain't put that on you but well, I mean, you know you ain't saying, you know that so. happened it happened <laughs> i mean sure but yes i think that's the third one that's real for me just making that's, your friends that's very good. and keeping them close yeah yeah, actually, good advice. Yeah, yeah so that would be a three. Um, so my three, I think the first one, um, know your professors and talk to them if you need help. So one thing that worked for me before everything started, I met with the program head just to introduce myself. And before I even moved, I emailed him. I was like, "Hi, my name is so and so. I've been admitted and accepted." And I emailed him and said, "This is I'm looking for a job." And you know, just off rip. Let me tell y'all something. Undergrad professors may be different, depending on where you go to school. My undergrad, my professors are great. Um, but I know that everyone isn't fortunate enough to have that case, to have that be the case. In grad school, they want to be there. They are there right. because they love what they do and they see value in you. Mm -hmm. So know that off rip, right. they're supporting you. So reach out to them, meet them. Like I, I've always had this approach and it's always worked. Meet with them at least once a semester and say, this is what I'm doing. What can I change? What can I do better? What should I keep doing? Excuse me. Or I don't yes. understand this. Those off those office hours are very, very vital. They are. And very if office vital. hours do not work for you, email them and say, listen, this is why your office hours don't work for me. Can I please get 30 minutes of your time or an hour of your time? I just need to understand this. Yeah. Like, they are so flexible. Especially with what's happening oh, right yeah. now. Right. Oh, Especially yeah. with what's happening right now. The pandemic gives them a lot of time. But also, like, even your professors, as Drika said, they're there to help. So, like, they're, like, one of the best, if not the mm -hmm. best resource you could have while in grad school. They're not only going to be there to help you with your study. They're going to be help you with your yep. networking. 
your connections, possibly a future yep. job. They vouch for you, references. Like, so important to build Absolutely. a relationship with them. Um, so there's that. The other thing I'm going to say is take care of yourself. The way Ab said, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself. The things that you did in college and sustained on are not going to work in grad school. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to drink water. You have to be mindful of everything that you're doing for yourself. And I am always going to tell you how to see a therapist. Um, At the same time, you do have to understand yourself. I had been to therapy before, so I understood how it could bring up things for me based on what I've been through. So I waited till dull points in the semester where I had a lot of free time to try and start therapy so that I could get into the swing of it. And then when it picked up, I would say, okay, well, I'm good. And now I have this therapist here. I got that notification too, girl. Um, That's one of my friends. But yeah, so definitely take care of your mental health whatever that looks like um and know that you're not alone there are always resources there are always people there um and the last piece of advice um that I'm gonna give y'all oh gosh there's so many things to say there's so many things to say um just one more that you find the most important honestly man just give it your all Give it your all and don't stop trying. Do not get discouraged. Don't like, listen. If I had let the first time something didn't, or the first comment, not even negative, the first critique from a professor stopped me, I would have dropped out before midterms, first semester. But understand that, like I was saying earlier, you're there for a reason. You deserve to be there, mm-hmm. and you can do it. The only reason that it seems hard is because you're better than you were before. So as things get harder, mm-hmm. you get better. Pressure builds better. Baby. Pressure makes better. And guess what? I'm a VVS stone, okay? Hey. VVS diamonds over here. All right. All right. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. See, see. <laughs> and, you, and you have people like that. Oh, but no, please. seriously, you know I'm not here rooting she's for you. Good. She's always <laughs> she just likes to pull them, like to, to mess with me. And honestly, I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah, remember, like I've said, pressure builds diamond, and you're a what? VVS. VVS stone baby. Period. But I mean, yeah, y'all. Like, if you want to go to grad school, you want to cry too. <laughs> it's great. Hit us up. Hit us up. Let us know. Hit us up on I'm not ready. Pop. Yep. And then if you have anything that you don't feel like tweeting, you can DM us. Our DMs are open to our Twitter page. Um, If you would like for us to read your question on a podcast on a future episode and give you an answer you think everybody could benefit, email it to us. I'm not ready pod at gmail.com. Again, that's I'm not ready pod at gmail.com. It's somewhere in the description, either above, below, or around. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we never it's know where it is. Depending on your, your um, listening platform. But yeah, y'all, just let us know. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We send you love and light. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. And wear your mask. Please don't be a dusty. Wear your mask. And stay your ass in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period.